Good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Empress Q. I'm returning back for another lesson and session regarding our spiritual growth and development. My program is called Conscious Acts of Change with thought-provoking, inspirational, and intentional ideas are brought to the table for us to consider. Consider each and every day in our growth and movement in time and space. Today I want to talk about our personal beliefs. Everybody has a personal belief. Whether you believe in God or you believe in the universe or you believe in Buddha or you believe in uh, Yahweh, whatever your belief is, this is your doctrine. This is the philosophy and the moral values that you use to help move your life in the direction in which you seek to go. So, as I begin my talk, I want to really make a point that our beliefs is very key and important to our transformation process. Because we must have some foundation of something that we do believe or we find ourselves lost and asking questions as to why certain things are not connecting to us. So I have three categories of what I call personal belief systems that I wrote back around the year 2000 in which in my own personal search for identifying information for people to consider one of the things that I'm very passionate about is people understanding their belief systems. So let me name them and then go through a few of them so that we can identify the difference in how we see belief systems and weigh it in our lives. So you have three, what I call three different types, but two basic foundational belief systems. You have your sector or secular beliefs and you have your spiritual beliefs. And then there's another category that I call arbitrary beliefs. But your sector beliefs are your own personal individual perception of how you see things in life. How your mind connect to and think about certain situations, ideas, physical 
formations. And then you have your spiritual beliefs, and that is knowledge. That is knowledge based on universal understanding, religious foundations that we hold in our lives that we want to practice daily. And then, as I said before, there's also what I call your arbitrary beliefs. But let's go through and compare these sector beliefs with the spiritual beliefs so that we understand what the difference is between our perception of how we perceive things and our knowledge or foundation of how we know things. So under the sector you have logic. That's a perception. We're very analytical in that area of our life. And it is based on if A plus B equals C, then I'm all good. But if you bring in something adverse or arbitrary to what makes logical sense, then uh, that person is not going to stand on that foundation. So our secular or sector beliefs are built on our perception of how we see things. Then our spiritual beliefs, which is the foundation of our spiritual knowledge, the opposite to logic would be faith. So faith is that thing that we apply ourselves to as it relates to our morals and our values, and we believe that those morals and values work. That they have some religious or spiritual substance to it that it will work for our lives. We don't need our human eye to see it or believe it. We know through our faith that our philosophy of our belief system based on our religious practice or universal principles set an order where all things work based on spiritual understanding. Then there's reason. Reason. Why? I must have a reason. There must be a reasoning factor in which my perception see things. I must have a reasoning factor to tell me the reason why this situation can be operative. How is it going to benefit me? What does it do within its being to justify me? Whereas its opposite would be trust. The spiritual belief of trust. One of my favorite sayings to myself is, I am built to trust. I am built to trust because if I am built to believe, if I am built to have deep faith, then that is going to lead me to trust. I am built to be strong and to endure the thing that I cannot see. Whereas reason, I need to have an answer. I need to be able to perceive it and see it and feel it and touch it to know that it's real. But in my faith and my trust, I don't need any of those things. Then sector 
beliefs as it relates to loss and separation. We all have experienced some level of loss in our life through a friend, a family member. But loss opposite as it relates to our spiritual belief is wholeness. And then in our perception we have loss and separation. So when we think about loss, then there is a separation factor. There is a missing element. There is something that is no longer accessible to us in the human secular realm because my perception of understanding the experience of loss and separation means that it's grievement and it's gone away. Whereas in our spiritual understanding, in our spiritual belief system, we know wholeness as oneness. So there is no loss, there is wholeness, and there is oneness, there is unity, there is a communion of. So in the spiritual world, our belief system tell us that even if we do experience in the human realm uh, loss as it relates to a person, a place, or thing, and we are separated or disconnected from that experience or situation, but in our spiritual life we know that we are one with whatever we perceive missing. It's not gone. It has just simply transformed into another energy that can be used perhaps by someone else while you await for something new, wholesome, and in unity to come to you to feel what you thought was or perceived as loss and separation. Feeling and senses. And we know now that the perception of our beliefs in the secular world, the trending words are definitely feeling. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling disconnected. I'm feeling separated. I'm feeling lost. I am feeling impactful. I feel all kind of ways in my senses because our feeling is connected to the four lower worlds of our existence. The four lower worlds is or are your everything that lies below the navel of your body. So that is feeling, that is touch, that is sex, that is our emotions, that is, you know, all kind of, <coughs> excuse me, things that we bring up that are not necessary needed in our expressions of life. Forgive me, I should have got some water before I sat down in the event. <laughs> So that is below our navel is where the formation of life is created. And our legs are supposed to represent the action that move us forward in life. 
moving us forward. So the thing is that when we are talking about perception and knowledge, then it is important that we differentiate these principles of beliefs so that we know how we are actually building the foundation of what we believe. Is it from a spirit-based knowledge experience or is it from a secular-based perception experience? I need my five senses to see, hear, feel, taste, touch, to know whether or not it's real. Where my whereas my intuitive side does not need the five senses because my intuitive instincts, my knowledge that I have within tells me exactly what the meter is reading. Then you have seeing seeing and hearing versus harmony and balance. In my perception side, my secular side, I have to see it and hear it before I believe it. You have to show me. You have to prove to me. Because what you're saying doesn't make sense, Empress. You have to prove it to me. But my spiritual knowledge-based side says that I am in total harmony and balance with the oneness of my source, my God, my Elohim, the universe, and everything therein. That when I am in harmony and I'm not operating out of balance, then I am Moving forward with that leg energy, I'm in motion to move forward toward that very thing of where I'm supposed to be. Balance and harmony. Not needing any external forces such as my eyes and my ears to keep me in alignment. Then we have, this is the big one, the illusions and the truth. The perception will always create illusions. I was on another platform earlier and uh, we were talking about uh, inspiration. And so the host said, well, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, I, I try to inspire myself, but then sometimes my mind just goes left. And I'm all off into another thought. And I'm guilty. I have done that myself. I become illusionary. <laughs> and I'm thinking all kind of things. Not to say that it's negative. But I'm saying that, you know, sometimes if we're not focused in our intentions, we'll concoct some things in our head that's not real. It's not truth. And it's so easy for us to slip to that side. Because our battle in the world is not trying to be engaged in the trending of life. Not being engaged in the trending of life. 
we're always trending we're always changing we're always growing we're always trying to figure out something different and whatever our puppeteer tell us to do we do oh this week we're not doing social media we're doing uh spinning <laughs> something this week we're doing this next week we're doing that and the world just seems to follow as if it was the great Houdini. But when we walk in truth, when we speak in truth, when our minds are always operating from truth, there is no fork in the road. There are no oppositions. But it is not our truth. It is the truth that is given to us by he who created us. And applying ourselves and working through those principles and values that have been set for our life. Those universal laws, like attract light. As above, so below. And that's scriptural, but it's also universal because as above, we are the image and likeness of as above. And so below is what we're missing. Because so below is not reflecting as above. Truth. Then we have results versus patience. Our perception is that we are a result-driven society of people. I remember when the book came out, um, what was it, the driven, um, I can't remember the name of it, the, the driven, purpose-driven purpose-driven something and when I first heard the book and I understand the concept and all of that but when I first heard the title it didn't resonate with me I don't need to drive myself I need to let allow myself to flow that's how I feel but everyone became workaholics through a purpose-driven life because we took the word purpose to mean we're supposed to work harder. We're supposed to grind. And not through our patience be mindful and being still to understand what our mission and I'm, let me retract our coveted mission is as it relates to the will of God and why he sent us here. We are all operating on my will. But thy will is fading fast. Unless there's tragedy in our life. 
Then there's attachment. Our secular life versus our spiritual belief of detachment. We have attached ourselves to so many things. And if you could just imagine in your mind for a second that, you know, when you took on the assignment from God to, to, to uh, descend into this atmosphere called earth, and as you began to swing downward or that involution process, which means that you are simply entering this atmosphere to come here to assist in thy will's mission of building upon his creation. But when we get here, some of us, not all, but some forget the purpose of the reason for being. And they come here and they start attaching themselves to all the luxuries of life, to the physical attributes of the planet, and we forget what we are here for. We forget the logical side of our reason for being and how we are to strengthen our faith and trust to move through those experiences so that we can then evolve back to our source, to the end. Evolve back to He who sent thee. But you see, evolving back is an uphill climb. It's not easy. Because the reason it's an uphill struggle is because we have attached ourselves to so many things in the lower realm of our being that we're trying to carry all this stuff back to us, with us, to heaven. And it can't go. So that's where the loss and the separation comes in. That's where the illusion in the mind comes in. Because we think that we can do some things that are not possible as it relates to truth. As it relates to absolute understanding. As it relates to our patience of detachment. Because we are going to go back from which we came the same way that we came as spirit. We're even leaving this bodysuit behind. What I call our biochemical shell because it is a biology and chemicalization from the universe which is scientific shell our celestial entering this body chemical biological chemical shell this is temporary which we all know but some people are finding uh, uh, are, are seeking to find their way to take all of the accumulation of what they have attained back home to their creator who has no use 
That's why he created Earth, because it's separate from him. With all the other planets in the universe. So, what do we believe? Do we believe in logic? Or do we believe in spiritual knowledge and understanding? And then there's the arbitrary beliefs. There's a, 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 a set, a group that just don't feel any of this stuff is justifiable. I don't know. I don't believe in none of it across the board. They believe in their personal choice. They believe in chances. They believe in aimlessness. Whatever I decide when I wake up in the morning, that's what it is. And the born arrow concept. I shoot the bow and boom. If it hits center, great. If it hits on the left, that's great too. Because I'm going to take a chance. I'm unpredictable. I'm scattered. I'm arbitrary. You could be over here to the left with your perceptions and you can be over here to the right with your, with your knowledge and beliefs. But down the middle of the road, down the middle of the path, I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances. I'll, I'll believe in the standards and, that I want to believe in. My moral values is based on what I believe in. And I don't believe in God or the universe or all these other concepts. And they have every right to believe that because God gave man divine choice. You see, you can believe whatever you like. But are you prepared for the consequences that follow the system that you selected? Can we follow the consequences when we are not standing in truth? When we have not built our life on the foundation of trust? When we waver in our faith and uncertain because we are anxious? We are anxious. And anxiousness plays a huge impact within our belief system. Because anxious, the word anxious means trouble in the mind. Trouble in the mind. Because I'm anticipating and I'm expecting and I want things to be a certain way. And I have fear and nervousness when I anticipate this unknown outcome because I'm under pressure and I'm trying to balance it all. What do you believe? Because our emotions can override everything we worked on. If one ounce of darkness come into our mind, into our thoughts, into our mental vision, into our spoken word. 
it changes the dynamics of what we believe because now we are wavering and we're not sure anymore and we're unsupported in our mind because we've allowed it to go in that uh, that left direction and then judgment so many people in the world are judging other people we're slandering people because they are not agreeing or aligning with what we believe and we think what they believe is wrong. Nobody has a monopoly on beliefs. Because what works for you will get you through. But if I pour my sick poison on you and tell you what you believe is wrong, I'm out of order. I don't know you like that. And I mean you, I'm talking about the closest friend or spouse because everybody has their own mission in life and it has been placed in their heart. And for those who don't know what it is, we're still trying to unfold and discover it and no one can tell anyone what they believe is wrong. We have to find, that's why we're asking the question, who am I? So I'm trying to find out what works for me and who I am and how I line up with he who sent me. Who I reflect in the image and likeness of. Elohim God. So this is a short talk today just want to throw out some ideas to think about mm, what do I believe either I'm not certain or I'm very clear either I have a weak platform in my reason for being for understanding or I have built my life in trust Think about it. What do you believe? This is Empress Q. I'm going to sign off. And I hope that, again, you have um, enjoyed this lesson. Please take a look at my new website. Ta-da! I have just completed. I am so excited. The name of my website is called Nirvana Lifestyle network and there you will find who I am and what I do. I provide personal and spiritual development programs, courses, and all types of good stuff that help you to create the life that you truly want. My programs are not easy. I have courses that I do offer and they are courses in which you must take application for. This is not something that you want to spend your money on and don't complete. I teach and guide and help to guide you on how to create spiritual transformation in your life for real. And for those of you who know my teaching, have heard uh, my lessons know that I 
again, go into very deep, thought-provoking, inspirational, and introspective conversations intentionally. Because I am the teacher to help awaken you, to rattle you, to change you, to challenge you, not change you, but to challenge you so that you can create change for your own life. Again, my uh, website is nirvanalifestyle.network and I have uh, uh, three blogs, so please take some time to uh, visit and read my blogs. I'm just getting started, just coming out the gate with the website, updated it, and uh, now moving in a brand new focused direction, um, offering more uh, activities and programming. And so please leave a comment uh, after you read my blogs. I would love for you to join my mailing list and give me a like on Google. I really would appreciate that. I need the support. So I will see you in a few days. Now that I have this behind me, my schedule has opened up. And hopefully, hopefully I can get my schedule back on track. So have a wonderful evening. Shalom.